minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Ah! 
a man can get confused with the mad demands of constant giving. We feel unblessed just like we're being used. The need of life is a hectic scramble. Going crazy, I don't know what to do. Turn your family around the Shabbos table. Singing to your rights, it's great to be a Jew. So come and see.
yes, you might fall and tumble down. Sometimes that happens when you dare. Knowing you, my child, you'll pick yourself up, start again from there. Keep climbing, don't let nothing stand in your way. Keep believing, pay no attention to what they say.
Faratstau, 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 Faratstayama, Vakedma, Tafona, Vanegba. Faratstau, 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 Faratstayama, Vakedma, Tafona, Vanegba. Oh, Faratstayama, Vakedma. Oh, Faratstatafona, Vanegba. Oh,
JM in the AM. Words from this week's Parsha. That's Ufo Ratzda here on a uh, JM in the AM. Thursday morning before. That's Baruch Levine, by the way, from his brand new CD entitled Modim. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Ufo Ratzda single, if you will, <laughs> that we actually found on YouTube. The traditional Ufo Ratzda that so many people sing. Avremo with Keep Climbing. You heard the Chevra with Amaju. Who Yiftach? That's Diaspora as they get ready to reunite on the evening of January the 12th on behalf of Hask's 40th anniversary celebration at the Camp Hask 40th. It'll be a time for music number 27. Kolachai had Bikarov. You heard Yisrael Amar with Toda. Afreilich Tishabav. That's Avremo, Avram Freed off of the brand new CD Amachaya. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. It's Thursday on this November the 7th, day 4 in the month of Kislev. Three weeks away from both Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. Have you heard that from anybody? <laughs> Has that been a discussion anywhere? <laughs> that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah are together this year? Has anybody heard that? <laughs> Seems to be the most dominant uh, Jewish cultural observation out there. Uh, 60 degrees, 88% humidity, winds of southwest at 12 miles an hour. Expect showers today with a high temperature of 61. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 38. Tomorrow's sunshine, a high temperature, 52 degrees. Speaking of tomorrow, weekly update with Malcolm Honline at 740 Eastern Time tomorrow morning. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 81, Tel Aviv at 77, Haifa at 73, and Eilat at 84 degrees. We're at 60 here in Jersey City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. And um, later today, we'll ask that trivia question. Randy Wartelski was on yesterday during something to talk about, and uh, there is a trivia question out there that's going to be asked based on yesterday's show. You have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the big Jew in the City All-Star event that's coming up later in November. We'll have that for you. Excuse me. We'll have that for you later in the show. I want to thank everybody who helped us get to our goal in our JM and the AM 2013 Silent Campaign. It was a, a very successful one, as you'll see when you go to our website. And I want to thank everybody who participated. It was a very uh, successful campaign and kept us going, which I greatly appreciated. Hey, Palm Pilot Penny is celebrating a birthday today. Anybody who sees Palm Pilot Penny, he is celebrating a birthday today. Larry Spivak is going to be joining us. Big High Lifeline auction is coming up this weekend. Uh, Rabbi Ganak and uh, Arnold Lustiger are scheduled to join us. Chumash Misorat Harav is out. Rav Soloveitchik's Chumash. We'll speak to uh, Uri Westrich, who's the director of the brand new, and I believe all the Maccabees videos. Speak to him coming up. Big day on the stream at jmandtheam.org. The Book of Life with Charlie Harari follows me. Coming up at uh, 10 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach is going to be on. Uh, she calls it a um, a show ripped from the headlines. Uh, coming up today... Miriam Wallach is um, going to be doing the That's Life program, and Rabbi Jeremy Stern, Executive Director of ORA, the Organization for the Resolution of Agunot, 
will join her, plus Rabbi Yeshua Marchuk, director of OU Alumni Connections, with a brand-new app for college students. And finally, Beth Steinberg, co-founder of Shutaf, inclusion, pro- inclusion program for children and teens with special needs in Jerusalem on raising special needs children in Israel. All that and plenty more coming up. Uh, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Live. I will do the live lunch coming up at 11. We will include technology today with uh, Aaron Schechter of Adorama, with uh, Dr. Stephen Rudolph, and with a very special guest. We're going to be talking about storage of data. Data storage is going to be our focus today. That'll be at 12.30. 1 o'clock for sound advice. I will ask Dr. Lieberman about bullying. It seems to be a uh, big topic in this country right now, especially in the workplace, and especially in normally very tough environments like the NFL. Sound advice with Dr. Lieberman is coming up, and that's on our stream beginning at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time today. Gorf is going to be hosting the stunt show after that, an encore presentation of Homeward Bound with Rabbi Yigal Siegel from the Nefesh Benefesh offices after that, an encore presentation of my conversation with uh, Rabbi Jacob J. Schachter on By the Book. Album of the Week, Mark Zamek has chosen Zohar. Remember the artist Zohar? He'll be doing Album of the Week, and then we'll let you know... Uh, uh, what else is on schedule for today? I, I know that we're trying to put together a spin class today in light of the uh, big elections that took place this past Tuesday. I just don't know if it's going to be possible with Michael Fragan's schedule. We might have to postpone that uh, election review for a week. Um, we'll try to let you know and to make sure to follow us on Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net, Instagram, search for my name, Nachum Siegel, and stay up to date on everything that's happening through social media. So a big day, a big Thursday here at JM and the AM and JM and the AM.org as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills on the web, JM and the AM.org.
Shame in the AM with Benny Friedman off of his Tamu album with uh, Hamarachem, Chaim David and Company with the Gans Trans off of Shmuel Bakari Shamo from years ago. Schlockrock had Baruch Hagever, Baruch Levine had Ufaratsta. Words from this week's Parsha. <clears throat> Thursday morning at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Talk about interesting programming on our web stream this coming Monday. Robert's going to be here Monday morning on Veterans Day. But on a special Monday live lunch in honor of Stacy Siegel's wedding anniversary, we're going to play the first 90 minutes of the show that Mark Zamek did the day after we got married. Show includes segments from the wedding with an interview that Matis and Mark did with the late Rav Shlomo Kalbach. It was also the last date that Modaani did not start the show. Oh my gosh, 24 years ago. So that's Monday at 11 after uh, Tech Talk with Michael Fragan, which follows the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten. That's this coming Monday. And I, uh, I thank Mark for that. Leave it to him to think ahead 24 years and uh, make sure to record that show and have the tape. 60 degrees, showers today, and a high temperature of 61. Charlie Harari interviews the founder of Kids Kicking Cancer on the Book of Life at 9 a.m. this morning, right after JM in the AM. That is coming up on jmtheam.org. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov from JM the AM. Galitzal, סבב שיחות הגרעין השני בין איראן למעצמות, הצדדים אופטימיים, נעמה ארטשיק עם הדיווח. במערב מקווים להגיע להסכם ראשוני עם איראן עוד השבוע, כך אומר בכיר אמריקני לוול סטריט ג'ורנל. לפי הדיווח בין הצדדים עדיין יש מחלוקות עליהן יש לגשר, אך בסבב השיחות שהחל היום ניתן להשיג התקדמות. מוקדם יותר הביע שר החוץ של איראן מוחמד ג'אבד זריף אופטימיות לגבי חתימה על הסכם ראשוני היום, שבדבריו יפתור את הסכסוך ארוך השנים סביב תוכנית הגרעין של איראן. החוקרים השוויצרים שבדקו את נסיבות מותו של יאסר ערפאת אמורים לערוך בצהריים מסיבת עיתונאים שבה יציגו את ממצאיהם. כתבנו רון כלף מוסר שאתמול נחשף דוח המצביע על חומר רדיואקטיבי רב שנמצא בגופתו של ערפאת. במשרד החוץ דחו את הממצאים ואמרו שהם מזכירים אופרת סבון. הרוג ופצוע אנוש בהתנגשות בין שתי מסעיות סמוך לציפורי שבצפון. אורנית פורן עם הפרטים. נהג משאית שנסעה בכביש 79 מציפורי לכיוון הסוללים סטה מנתיבו מסיבה שאינה ידועה והתנגש במשאית שנסעה בנתיב הנגדי. פרמדיקים של מד"א העניקו לפצוע טיפול הראשוני ולאחר פעולות החייאה ממושכות נקבע מותו. פצוע נוסף פונה במצב קשה, מורדם ומונשם לבית החולים האיטלקי בנצרת כשהוא סובל מפגיעה קשה מאוד בגפיים התחתונות. המשטרה ממשיכה בחקירת נסיבות התאונה. פרשת הפדופיליה בשכונת נחלאות. אחרי שהיה עצור במשך שנתיים, בית המשפט המחוזי בירושלים זיכה היום את תושב השכונה, בן 53, שהואשם בעבירות של אינוס, מעשי סדום ומעשים מגונים בשלושה קטינים. כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי. על פי כתב האישום נהג הנאשם אשר יוצג על ידי הסנגוריה הציבורית להציע לילדים סוכריות ולאחר מכן ביצע בהם את המעשים. השופט יעקב צבן קבע היום כי עדויות הילדים הן כנות, אך כי לא ניתן לבסס עליהן הרשעה. הן זוהמו על ידי האווירה הקשה בשכונה והעובדה שהנאשם הוצג בפניהם כשטן. הקטינים היו בני חמש או שש בעת ביצוע העבירות והעידו רק שנים מאוחר יותר.
התחזית ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות עם סיכוי לממטרים מקומיים בערב. ולסיום, אכזבה לחובבי הכדורגל בארץ. למרות פרסומים קודמים, כוכב העבר הברזילאי רונלדו לא ינחת בישראל ביום ראשון הקרוב. כתבנו רועי לוינגר מדווח כי רונלדו היה אמור להגיע כחלק ממסע פרסום עם הגביע העולמי לקראת המונדיאל הקרוב בברזיל. מפיפ"א נמסר שהוא לא יבוא בגלל סיבות אישיות, ואנחנו לא המאוכזבים היחידים. השתתפותו בוטלה גם בהמשך המסע של הגביע ברחבי העולם. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. in the A.M. with Lipa asking everybody to hang up the phone. That's right. Hang up the phone and listen to us here at J.M. in the A.M. Weekdays from 6 till 9 Eastern Time. Thanks, everybody, tuned in around the world. We love hearing from you. Why not an email? Nachum at WFMU.org. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M at WFMU.org. We love hearing from you from around the world. That's for sure. And we welcome those of you who are uh, daily listeners, even outside the New York and New Jersey area. And we're hearing about more and more, and we greatly appreciate it. Tonight's the third annual Flatbush Parlor meeting for Achenu, happening at the Applegrad home on East 32nd Street, tonight beginning at 8 p.m. Information, you can go to achenu.org, achenu.org. Again, tonight they meet in Flatbush. A reminder, this coming Saturday night... The um, Dear Shu Shabbos is going to have a special Motzei Shabbos program, which will begin right after Havdalah. We're going to be carrying it on jamandtheam.org. You'll be able to hear it. The um, Shabbos event for Dear Shu, as we've been telling everybody, is completely sold out. But again, this inspirational program that will be uh, taking place on Saturday night will be broadcast live right after the Zman. Until about 8 o'clock, ZK is going to be there to make sure that the the system holds up and that we're able to uh, webcast from there. Uh, so live coverage of the Dear Shumatze Shabbos will be on our programming, plus there will be a performance by Isaac Honig and the Shira Choir, plus the international debut of the title track of the soon-to-be-released album from Dear Shu entitled Achenu. So there's a lot going on. You can hear it all on the stream this coming uh, Saturday night, and I hope you'll uh, tune in to hear the inspirational message and all the interesting programming. Rabbi Goldwasser speaks at the Unusual of Midwood tomorrow night. starts at 8 p.m. This year is for everybody, men and women. You're all invited. Make sure to come and participate. Rabbi Goldwasser at the Unusual of Midwood this coming Friday night. Our friends at the Rav Tights Masifta Academy in Elizabeth, New Jersey, have their open house this coming Tuesday at 7 p.m. Learn about their new leadership team. Dynamic educational program, passionate faculty, student-oriented environment, and more. rtma.thejec.org, rtma.thejec.org. And a reminder, Monday, Robert's going to be here. It's Veterans Day. There is a Yarche Kala in Brooklyn, New York, with Shachris at 8. And then Shiurim, Rabbi Yisrael Reisman, Rabbi Yosef Kushner, Rabbi Yisrael Dov Webster, and Rabbi Ruben Mendelowitz, starting from 9 a.m. until 1 o'clock. It's free admission to the Agudas Israel of Madison at 2122 Avenue S. is coming Monday for the legal holiday. So keep that in mind. Congregation Shomrei Torah has the 5th Annual Susan Nelson Glaster Memorial Crystal Nacht Commemoration entitled Mending a Broken Link, Jewish Cemetery's Restoration in Poland Through Education and Dialogue. Avi Mizrahi is the guest speaker this coming Sunday night at Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn. 19-10 Morlot Avenue in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Information, you can contact the synagogue for that one. Uh, a reminder that the open house for men, excuse me, the open house for women at Stern College, Yeshiva University Stern College, is this coming Sunday. Uh, you can call 212-960-5277, 212-960-5277. For men, it's the following week, but for women, it's this coming Sunday. Mazel Tov going out to the guests of honor at Congregation Darche Noam's first annual dinner being held this coming Motzei Shabbos. Rachel and Nathan Bednarsh 
with much akaras atov for their effort in founding and building of Darchi Noam, a fair lawn, and helping the shul grow and enhance the fair lawn community. Information, darchinoam.com. Again, that's darchinoam.com. Larry Spivak's going to join us. We'll talk about the High Lifeline auction. We will give out those tickets at a Jew in the City event. You'll need to know the answer based on yesterday's uh, uh, program that Randy Wartelski did with Allison Josephs. So we'll have that trivia coming up. Plus, Rabbi Ganak and Arlen Lustiger are scheduled to join us about the Rub's Chumash. Uh, Uri Westrich is checking in on the Maccabees brand new video and a full day of programming on our stream, jmandtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in all day long for all the interesting programming. We have plenty that you'll find intriguing. Here's Regesh at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. Batua Hani comes from Yaakov Shweki from the Cry No More CD. Harachaman was Regesh, or volume number 7. Thursday morning, welcome everyone to a J.M. and the A.M. Thursday. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, Charlie Harari speaks with the founder of um, Kids Kicking Cancer. That'll be between 9 and 10 this morning on Book of Life with Charlie Harari on our stream at jmandtheam.org. 10 o'clock this morning, this morning, Miriam L. Wallach is going to have her That's Life program. She has a series of interesting guests this morning in a show that she says is uh, ripped from the headlines. Uh, she will uh, speak to our Jeremy Stern, Executive Director of the o- of ORA, Organization for the Resolution of Agunot, uh, plus Rabbi Yoshua Marchuk, Director of the OU Alumni Connections with a brand new app for college students, and Beth Steinberg, Co-Founder of Shutaf, Inclusion Program for Children and Teens with Special Needs in Yerushalayim, all coming up between 10 and 11 this morning with That's Life and uh, Miriam L. Wallach. I'll be on the live lunch between 11 and 1. We will do technology today with Aaron Schechter of Adorama and Dr. Steve Rudolph at about 12.30 Eastern Time. Dr. Lieberman with sound advice at 1 o'clock, and I will ask him about bullying, including bullying in the NFL. We'll talk about that starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time today. Follow everything on Facebook, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. And a thank you to everybody who um, reacted to the posting regarding the brand-new mayor-elect. We have a video, which if you haven't seen it yet, go to my Facebook profile page, a video of um, future Mayor de Blasio and his comments regarding me. And uh, the fact that we found it and uh, posted it yesterday I thought was pretty funny. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can check that out. On Facebook, Rabbi David Goldwasser has said his words: "Zechanishmas Rav Zeb and Rabbi Yosef Halevi." Reminder: Rabbi Goldwasser tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Midwood. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. In Brachus we learn: "Vayomer Avram." Avram said, "Rak ein yiras elokim b'makom There is only missing from this place fear of God. V'haraguni al davar ishti, and I'm afraid they will kill me. Because of my wife. The great Goyen Rebbe Chodon Wasserman asked the question, What does the Torah mean by Rak that the only thing missing from this place is Yerashamayim? Was everything else okay? Their Chochmah, the Derecheretz, their Midas Tavos, their good manners? The fact is that even though they may have had all the other Midas, it would not have helped without Yerashamayim. In Kohelis we learn, at the end of all things, everybody will hear, because Yerashamayim is the whole person. This is to say that one shouldn't think that Yerashashem, fear of Hashem, is merely an extra quality that a person has. One shouldn't think that without Yerashamayim, he is an Adam, a man, who is merely lacking one necessary midah. The Pasuk comes to tell us that this, in fact, is not true. Misha'en bo a person that has no fear of heaven, eno adam klal, is not a man. He is a balchai. True, he is a living creature. Because it says, kizeh kola adam. That's what man is made up of, yeroshamayim. The essence of a person is contingent only on that amount of Yerashamayim that he has within, whether it's a little bit or a lot. If he has a lot of Yerashamayim, a lot of the fear, then he's an Adam Gadol, he's a great person. If he has a little Yerashamayim, 
He is an Adam Katon. He is small. It says in Bereshis, Nase Adam, let us make man. The Zohar says that Hashem said to all the creations, let us make man together. We're all going to be partners. Each one of the creations gave over to Adam from its own traits and characteristics. The ox gave the trait of the ox. The Ari, the lion, gave the trait of the lion. The Nachosh, the serpent, the snake, gave the trait of the snake. We see that Adam is an Olam Katon, is a small miniature world. It includes all the Tchunas, all of those traits of all the creations. In addition, man has the gift of Dibor and Dea, speech and thought. Since a person has all of this inside of him, he needs to be controlled. Because of this, when Hashem created Adam, He also created the chain, that which can control all of these various kochos, all of these traits, so that one doesn't destroy the world. That chain is Yerashamayim, fear of heaven. The Rambam once said, What holds animals back from doing harm is something external, like a bridle or a bit. But man's restraint lies within himself. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM Thursday, Larry Spivak is in our studio, no stranger to our JM in the AM audience, part of the Presidium of High Lifeline, and guess what? Not part of the Presidium? Not anymore. Why did we do that? Now I am now I am chairman of the board of High Lifeline. It's it's time for Now one second. <laughs> are there still three presidents? There are two presidents. The two Marty that Rothberg. you the two that you left? No, 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 no. David Jamal, who's my buddy. He's also he's also on the board with me. Right. Uh, Shlomo Mayer is still presidium, and Morty Rothberg, great guy from Teaneck, New Jersey, great community, great guy. He was on the board for many many years, and I am now chairman of the board. Is there a difference between chairman of the board and the president? Not really. And still, <laughs> we have a close knit bunch of guys that are there for the cause and led by our leader, Rabbi Scholar. Who is the per- chairman of the board? Who was your predecessor as chairman of the board? Uh, Mendel Brell, who's now honorary chairman of the board. And right. still, we had a meeting Monday night, and Mendel was there. And you're chairman of the board as of when? Uh, as of last June. This, six months yeah, ago? Yeah. Or five yeah, months ago, yeah. whatever. Doesn't make a difference. So, Mazel Tov, Larry. Thank you. A new Thank position you. at Thank High Life Line. Thank you. Larry Spivak, the chairman of the board of High Life Line, is here, and this coming Saturday night, he'll be at Congregation Shari Zion. Why? I'll tell you why. Because High Lifeline has their big auction coming up this Saturday night, and boy, is it an auction. An auction with amazing prizes, an auction that will help High Lifeline keep its budget where it needs to be to help a lot of people in the Jewish world. And when we say world, we mean world, not just New York, New Jersey, not just the United States. It seems that they are involved practically in every uh, case uh, when someone, when a child is being hit by a a life-threatening illness. So you see it. They see it every day, right? How do they reach out to the entire world? See it every hour. I get calls in my office. I could be walking to shul and people stopping me and uh, telling me and asking me questions and telling me about their their tzarot. And uh, we have offices in in Toronto, Canada now. We are all over, all over the world, all over helping people, helping kids. Helping adults. My wife Mindy does driving for High Lifeline a couple of days a week. My daughter Sharona does driving for High Lifeline. 
there's a need. There's a need for transportation. There's a oh, need, there's a for, need for everything. It's unbelievable. How no many? Stop. How many? No um, how many auctions have there been? This is what year you oh, think? Oh gosh, this has got to be at least. 15, 16 for me. And it's always a successful event, thank God? Baruch Hashem. Who what do we say need? say no to High Lifeline? There you go. Who could say no helping kids with cancer? Let every all the kids be well. Let let us go out of business and let all the kids have a refuah. Amen to that. All right. Um, one of the reasons that this is such a successful auction and a very fun auction is uh, someone must spend a lot of time and effort collecting some incredible prizes. Ah, Javi Horn. She's great. A lot She's of prizes, right? A lot of prizes, a lot of talking, a lot of... Uh, a lot of a lot of work. A lot know, of work. Do you know that if you win the one hundred dollar prize at the one hundred dollar table, you know you have a choice of a jewelry collection, of an eight day stay in Yerushalayim, or a three year car lease on any of the popular cars that are in the booklet. Could you imagine that? Not only an eight day stay in a five star hotel, but airfare with that. Well, of course. Well, that's what I meant. But, I'm sorry. Nachum, before we start, right. can I just give a shout out? At six o'clock this morning, yeah. I was at. Uh, the Chiffon Cake Center on Avenue P. How are they doing and I over said, there? They're doing great. They're good people, the Kramers. And I said, do me a favor. Get me out of here real quick. i got to pick up something for Nachum. I'm going to be on the show. And they go, wait. You go to Nachum, you don't order anything. Let me do the ordering. They filled up a shopping bag, and they go, give it to Nachum. Tell them, thank you for waking up earlier <laughs> than me every morning. So I just want to give a you shout know, out to it's them. It's funny you say that because I always cite the bakers as the only ones who can sympathize yeah. <laughs> with me. So it's funny you say that. So thank you, Shafan, and, uh, and thank you for the Parsha cookies. They actually have cookies where they, where they, I don't know, print or draw on the yeah. cookies scenes from this week's Parsha. They sent me the uh, Vayetze cookie. That's it. For this week. So I thank them very much for that. So a big thank you. All to right. So back to High Lifeline. So, yeah, you can go to Israel, uh, enjoy eight days, seven nights, round-trip airfare, accommodations at a five-star hotel. It's only one of the prizes. Uh, the list is incredible. You have furs, jewelry, electronics, shopping sprees for uh, uh, lovely dresses and uh, and ladies, uh, fashion wear. You have um, uh, candelabras and other silver items, including menorahs. You have um, uh, you have um, gift certificates. Uh, you have the dream car tour and ultra exotic car rental. Amazing. You literally could look at those names. Look, look at, at the this. names of the Maserati, cars. Lamborghini, Ferrari, Rolls Royce, Porsche, Bentley, yeah. Aston Martin. Amazing. And on the next page, that's in the men's section. Right. Uh, you could win a custom-made suit and three custom-made shirts. Separate men's and women's section in the booklet. Yeah, like it's, we're very, we're very, you know, machmir now. We have amachitzas in the book, too. Even the booklet is Even separate. The book. to... So if you drive a Maserati or a Lamborghini, you can't walk around with, with a pair, uh, pair of Levi's. Correct. So you have to get a, a custom-made suit and shirts. That's also on the $50 table. What number is section. that? That is number 17. Oh, here it is. Number 17. Yeah. Um, wow, I can't even pronounce that. Yeah, custom <laughs> shirt. I can't even pronounce what company is putting together those custom shirts. It's probably a guy from Borough Park who <laughs> wants to get fancy. But the shirts are beautiful. The suit's going to be gorgeous. And you and you could drive your uh, Lamborghini or Maserati wearing one of those babies. The uh, Schottenstein English Edition Talmud, the uh, Dafyomi are full sizes available. Plenty of stuff for kids as well. Sports tickets, Broadway shows, uh, stuff for the baby, the ultimate sports package for the young athlete. Uh, I mean, they have a whole ice skating lessons. Go to the techie section. We, I see His that. and her iPod minis. His and her iPad minis. 
iPad, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, a BlackBerry iPhone or Samsung Galaxy, yeah. Canon Re- EDS Rebel, a PlayStation 4, a total computer package. For outdoors, you have two trips to Israel, two tickets to Israel, rather. A snowblower, a barbecue grill, <laughs> passes for Great Adventure in Hurricane Harbor, party for 10 at Spoons. I mean, you can't... Is this all online? People can see this it's online? It's all online. It's all online, and... But let me tell you about the event. Yeah. It's, it's good to go online, and we're going to have, literally, we have thousands of people online. We're going to have about, oh, I'd say three to three and a half thousand walking through the doors of, of uh, Shari. That'll Zero actually Saturday show up night. to the event. And I, will, and I will welcome each and every one of you. I'll be <laughs> the MC from eight at night till about two in the morning, and then I'm going to China Sunday morning. So I'll be revving, ready to go. Hey, you'll be able to sleep on the plane. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. It's 20 hours. Yeah. It's, it's great. But uh, Ram is great. We're going to have great food, great event, great people. All kinds of people will be there, from from black hats to to uh, to keep us through gas to whatever you want. It's a great cause. Who could say no to helping kids with cancer? Baruch Hashem, we have healthy kids. We send them to the greatest camps around. High Lifeline, Camp Simcha, Camp Simcha Special. We're here for the community. We're here for the families. It doesn't make a difference. I've been I've been involved with with High Lifeline. Got to be 27 years now. Wow. And uh, it doesn't make a difference. You could be doctors, lawyers, biggest business people around. When you get a call that Hasvashel and one of your kids have cancer, your world stops. You don't know what to do, and what people learn to do is to call High Lifeline, and we're there for you. We have, we have staff. We have social workers. We have Rebeim. We have doctors. We have whatever you need, and we make you feel so at home. We make you feel so good, and it doesn't stop. doesn't and stop. In addition to that, they've played a, quite a role in community-wide tragedies that they've stepped into, schools and other places, camps. Uh, to help out when uh, the community suffered, uh, you know, any any type of major tragedy. I got a call yesterday. I got a call yesterday that Rahman Litzlan. I have a niece teaching in in Crown Heights Yeshiva, and there was a death. A mother died of a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And not only are the kids in trouble, they need help, but the teachers, but the students want to know what's going on. The teachers need help. And they're grieving. High Lifeline sent out people to talk to each and every one of them, to the class, to the teachers, to the, to the children, to the relatives. And we're there 24, 24-7, not 24-6, 24-7, 365. Shari Zion in Brooklyn on Ocean Parkway is the site of the High Lifeline auction for this coming Saturday night. It starts at 8 p.m., Make sure to attend, uh, head to the web to see the booklet and all the different prizes that we just spoke about and many others as well, highlifeline.org. The actual auction booklet is at highauction.org, highauction.org. And if you order online, you're entitled to a discount as well. Information phone number, they have a High Lifeline auction hotline at 212-894-8235. Again, that's 212-894-8235. Three, five. With discount coupon packages available, of course, chances to double down and make the most of your contribution to High Lifeline. So uh, go, enjoy. The prizes are amazing as always. The um, uh, the uh, cause is phenomenal, as we know. And uh, participate and help High Lifeline 
uh, continue to help people. Chaiauction.org and 212-894-8235. Thank you, Nachum. There you go. Please, I want to invite all my boards. My Chai Lifeline board, of course. Yeshiva Fladbush. Kojo Fladbush. My shul, my community. Please be there. It's a great event. Shabbos ends early Shabbos night. Oh, I forgot about a that. Great, a great place to meet people. A great place to help out. And every person is a winner. As soon as you walk through the door, you're feeling good about yourself. And your belly's going to feel good about yourself, <laughs> too. It's great food, great gifts, great organization. And just be there and please come and say hello to me. I'll be the funny-looking guy in the tuxedo. <laughs> Are you wearing say, a tux? Of course. A little uh, of off the beaten path tux? Of, co- of course. Yeah, you you got to check out the, uh, the gold vest. It's, like it's it. going to be cool. <laughs> and uh, Morty Melman from the Flavius Jewish Journal says he's... He's got to come and see me. He's well, he's got to come, come take a picture. picture so of can, course he is. So you can put it in the paper of because course. I'm sure it will, will not be your standard tuxedo. Of course. Larry Spivak, continue your amazing work with High Lifeline. You are chairman of the board, and we say congratulations on that. And a shout-out to our friends at Chiffon's. We're located at? Located on Avenue P, probably on East 2nd or East 3rd. Everybody knows them. Thank you, Chiffon's. They're staple in the community. Thanks for all the delicious treats. We greatly appreciate it. Nachum, I want to thank you. You have been there. Gosh, we, we go back about three decades or more now. That's for I sure. I remember that little uh, Uppsala College <laughs> place we used to go to. That was something. That was, that was different. And uh, you never, never say no to anybody, to any organization. And High Lifeline, whenever I call, you never say no. And I thank you. Continue your work. And I thank you for getting up early every morning, and you put a smile on our faces. Thank you very much. Larry Spivak, org for all the information. This summer, you may recall, Camp Simcha came to Times Square and made quite a statement with a video that has uh, since gone viral. Camp Simcha with something they call Hall of Fame. Here it is at JM in the AM. Okay. Okay. We're going in three. One, Captain, let's go!
J.M. and the A.M. is Israel Werdiger here on a Thursday morning broadcast. 60 degrees, showers, and a high temperature of 61. Plenty of programming on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org, including Charlie Harari, who's on at 9 o'clock with Book of Life. Today, he speaks to the founder of Kids Kicking Cancer. That's at 9 o'clock this morning on the stream, jmtheam.org, following jmtheam. Also, we have that trivia question off of Randy's show that we're going to be doing later on for tickets to the Jew in the City All-Star event. Uh, we'll try to do that in the 8 o'clock hour this morning right here at JM and the AM. Reminder, Malcolm Homeline tomorrow. We'll do the weekly update starting officially at 7.40 Eastern time on the stream. Make sure to join us for that. Rabbi Menachem Ganak is here, of course. He is the... Uh, oh, Rabbi Ganak, I forgot to ask you for your official title. Is it... Uh, what is your official title in the Kashrus Division of the OU? And good morning to you. CEO. There you go. Okay, CEO of the Kashrus Division of the... Uh, Union of Orthodox Jewish Congregations of America, also known as the Orthodox Union. And Arnie Lustiger is here, who is the editor of the Masora, is that correct? The editor of the Masora Tarav, uh, brand new Chumash, which has just been released recently. Something that I am highly recommending to everybody, especially those who like to purchase something new for Safer Bracious. This is a good time to pick up what we call the Rav's Chumash, uh, Chumash Masora Tarav, which has been released and now it is available everywhere, correct? Everywhere. It is available everywhere. Good morning to both of you. It's great to have you back, Rabbi Ganak. Good and to be to, back. And to welcome Arnie Lustiger here. What would you say if, um, I mean, there are people out there who certainly associate the Rav with Talmud, with its commentaries, with the Rambam, certainly, but may not associate the Rav with Chumash and his Chumash Yurim, which I'm sure you enjoyed many of. So what could you tell us about the Rav's Again, excuse the question, but you know what I mean and where I'm going. What can you tell us about the Rav's expertise as it comes to commentary on Chumash? Well, well, the the Rav is obviously was obviously a gadol adar, right. so so he encompassed uh, all areas of Jewish uh, thought. Um, he uh, he gave a shear uh, every Motzei Shabbos at Maimonides in Boston for many years since the 60s on Chumash, Pshat in Chumash. He also at the Maria Shul in Manhattan. Uh, he gave a shear in Yiddish and Gemara, but closed the shear generally with a vart from the Chumash. He, um, many of the books that have come out recently, um, specifically Emergence of Ethical Man, Abraham's Journey, that's the material that's come out from uh, via Torah's Harav, all on the topic of Chumash. So there's quite a lot, a lot of material. In fact, that was what, one of the things that made this project so challenging. Um, we had so many, there were so many different sources. We had literally hundreds of tapes, thousands of pages of notes, and as you look in the back of the Chumash, about 50 references, 50 written references. The Rav constantly referred to Chumash, even if he gave a, a Gemara shir, even if he gave a, a, a Hashkafa shir. Um, he, he, he referred to the Chumash, he referred to Psukim and Chumash, and what I tried to do was extract that and, 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 and turn it into a commentary. Um, were the Rav's Chumash shirim? As lengthy as his uh, legendary lengthy Talmudic shiur. Um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, generally not. I mean, the, the shiur in Gemara in the yeshiva, um, at least in, especially in, during my period, sometimes would go very, very long. They um, they could go two hours, three hours. When we used to learn with him sukkah in the summer, four hours was not was not unusual. And his Yorzeit Shul, which encompassed very often insights in Halacha and Agada, in the early years, Yad had actually the Shia would, would be a division. The first part of the Shia was a Halachic topic that he, that he developed, and the second part of the Shia was the Agoda section. 
And it's interesting, I actually edited the Rav Yotzeit Shurim. So the halachic section, which he wrote out in Hebrew, in very, very um, uh, you know, eloquent and almost florid Hebrew, um, even though he delivered it in Yiddish. Right. But the Agoda section, which was the second part, was written in Yiddish. So when we printed the Rav Yotzeit Shurim, the Shum Zechabamari, which were published, those were the were didn't contain the Agoda section, which later the Torah Savav Foundation, which is the family foundation for publishing all the Rav's manuscripts, both in Halacha and Agoda. Um, many of the, the Yiddish ones were were worked over again, translated into English. Um, some of the Yiddish ones were published in uh, in a safe uh, of just Yiddish drushes. So. Uh, the, the as you know as Arnie said the the Chumash um, usually when he dealt with Chumash he dealt with it at the end of the Maria Shum but when he would give philosophical drushes which always revolved around something in Chumash after all that's the foundation of our faith right. they always um, you know Chumash was understanding Chumash he always used to say in order to understand Chumash you have to read between the lines. And I just want to give you a shkurch to Arnie because in terms of what he did, in terms of the, you know, compiling all this extraordinary amount of material that's available and coordinating it and editing it and researching it, it was really a monumental task. And, it, and if you look at the Chumash, you'll see it's just an extraordinary work. There's, there's one thing I wanted to add to or, or expand on something Rabbi Ganak said. I want something very important to tell the audience. Um, those of us who have heard the Rav are enchanted with the Ravs. We're, we're completely enamored of him. But those who have not heard the Rav... I, I have a very, very strong suggestion for you. Um, go to the Bergen County Base Medrash website, bcbm.org. You'll see a picture of the Rav. If you speak Yiddish, or even if you went, to, even a rudimentary Yiddish, um, if you went to, say, Tarvadas or Mir or, or Torah Tamima, um, and, and you were able to hear a shir in Yiddish, you will understand this shir. Uh, you'll see the picture of the Rav, and you'll see a link towards some, or something called a yard site. Click on yard site, and you'll see all the yard site shirim that Rabbi Ganak mentioned. Um, one shir I hardly recommend, where again he split between hala, between halacha and agoda, was a shir called. At least the title in in the BCABM website is Tumas Krovim. The first part you'll see Tumas Krovim one and Tumas Krovim two. Again, t- write this down. Very critical. You, it, it will change your life. I guarantee you that this will be the best shear and the best drusha you will have ever heard. Period. That's a that's a money back guarantee. <laughs> um, so again, BCBM yard site. Um, uh, Tumas Krovim one is a shear. Tumas Krovim two, however, is a drusha. It's, you don't need to prepare for this, for the drasha. The, the, the shear is, the shear requires you to halt cup. It's a brisker shear. And if, if you enjoy a brisker shear, you enjoy, uh, harving over, over, over a sugya, this is a beautiful shear. But if you want a, a, a drasha that you don't have to prepare for, it's almost like listening to music. It's, the Rav was literally the best speaker I have ever heard. And I think all of us who have heard him will, will say the same thing. I want to impart somehow this feeling of, of discovery that I had. Go to this website, open up Tumas Krovim 2, the drusha, and, you, and as you drive, if you're, if you're commuting or whatever you do, um, you'll, you'll be floating down the interstate. I, I absolutely guarantee it. Rabbi Ganak is here. Arnie Lustiger is here. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. 
Rockland County at 91.9 FM, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. It's called the New Earth Edition, Chumash Mesorah Tarav, Chumash with commentary based on the teachings of Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik. Bracious is out. I assume Shmos is being worked on. Shmos, I'm up to, um, I'm actually up to Kisisa right now. It's <laughs> true. That's uh, a long Shmos. one, by the way. <laughs> true. There's a lot in Kisisa, that's true. Um, tr- uh, we will hopefully have this ready by December of 2014. Shmos will be ready by two- 2014. Why does Arnie Lustiger get the uh, privilege? Privilege of editing the Rav Schumish. Were there others who wanted the job, or or others did not want the job, and therefore he got it? Well, first of all, you know you have to have the commitment to uh, right. to do this kind of you know monumental project. It, very devoted and very skilled. So, uh, and and this is not Arnie's first dabbling with the Rav's Torah. Arnie edited the uh, the Machsorim, Rashon and Yom Kippur, which are amazing, as well as you know he created. P- played a critical role in terms of the Rav's um, ch- uh, Siddur, which right. was published by Corin, I, I again with you, the OU. I assume you've heard how people's davening, both on the Am Noroyim and around the year, have changed because it's, of those uh, projects. It's, it's very, very gratifying to it's hear. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And Yom Kippur, as Rabbi Ganak and I discussed uh, on the uh, air, Yom Kippur with the Rav is unbelievable. <laughs> it's like having him uh, standing there with you as Musaf is going on. <laughs> there, there's tremendous uh, impact to a project where... Um, y- y- where somebody will take a book off a shelf and read it or learn it, study it during davening. You're looking for inspiration in the Elah. Who better to give you that inspiration than the Rav? There's tremendous impact in such a project. If you write other books from the Rav, no matter how good the book is, ultimately ends up on a shelf. There's tremendous um, uh, inspiration, tremendous impact. There's a um, in, in, in a book that people bring down each and every year in the holiest moments of the year are ma'ayan into. They delve into, searching, searching for that inspiration on the closing moments of Yom Kippur. Were you terrified of the Rav like many of his students were? Well, I would never have. This is very interesting. Um, people are surprised to hear I never was at YU. I never was at. I was never was in the Rav's year. So you never had that experience. I never had the experience. Obviously, the experience is legendary. Many people talk right. about it. Sure. But uh, I, the first time I heard the Rav was actually in 1973. I was at Drexel University. I grew up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Drexel University of Philadelphia. Um, I, I was a high school graduate of the, uh, the the Philadelphia Yeshiva. Went to college. 1973. The Rav comes to the University of Pennsylvania. Um, the, the Rav really wasn't discussed so much. As a he, special guest lecturer? A special guest lecturer. He gave a faculty colloquium. Did he, he do that often, Rabbi Ganak? Was it the Rav on the road often? No. I mean, uh, uh, th- that was one of the... One, one of the few on times? A, on a few times. On occasion, on occasion, he'd speak on a college campus. So it he, was extremely rare. So he comes. So he comes. He comes to the University of Pennsylvania. I was at Drexel University, which is next door. Right. Drexel University didn't have much campus life, so I, went, I used to hang out at the Hill, the University sure. of Pennsylvania. The head of the Hill at that time, I think you know him, is Joel Paul. Sure. Joel Paul tells me, are you going to hear the Rav? So I said, well, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know anything about the Rav. He said, you're absolutely crazy if you don't go to, the, to, this, to this lecture. So I said, all right. So I'll go into the lecture. Um, sitting next to me is an older fellow. We're all students, but there's an older fellow sitting next to me from Elizabeth. And I said, I, I, I introduced myself. He introduced himself said, what are you doing here? He says, well, yeah, the Rav is speaking. I came down. I live a block away. I wasn't about, <laughs> about not to go. And here this guy comes down from Elizabeth to, to, to hear the Rav. Anyway, I, I hear this, this, sh- um, this lecture from the Rav. Um, it's, it, it, I, what can I say? Overwhelming is another statement. Um, he talked about... Um, it was a combination 
of um, of of just basic pshat in smichas gulu tefillah. He starts with a halachic topic, uh, continues into pshat what's going on with regard to uh, prayer, right. uh, how 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 the how a slave a slave really has no ability to pray. A slave experiences pain, but does not experience suffering. Um, suffering only comes when you realize that what's being done is unjust. And just as an animal has no conception of what's unjust, similarly a slave has no such conception. Um, when Moses, Moshe came and, um, and, and killed the Egyptian, all of a sudden the, the Jews realized, you know, what's going on here is, is, is unjust. They started to suffer. Vata'al shavasam el elokim. Their, their, their prayer rose. What does that mean, that prayer rose? I mean, God took their, scre- their yelling and turned it into a prayer. He, asc- he, he caused it to ascend. Because their mentality had changed. Precisely. Exactly. They were in control. Only then. then could there be geula. That's, wow. that, that's what smichas geula litfila means. In other words, you're, you're, you, that, that, the, the geula could not take place until the Jews learned how to pray. Now, in addition to all this, he, talk, he quoted Zohar. He talked about platonic ontology. I had never heard anything <laughs> like it. I had never heard anything remotely like it. I was I I I, I, I left the lecture. I said I, I got to read more from 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 him, and there wasn't that much out there. There was Ishalacha, which right. is in Hebrew, and Yalomli Man of Faith, right. and that was about it. There was nothing else. And the, the next year, Baruch Hashem came out Al Hachuva. I I was I'm a materials engineer. I work at uh, I, I worked that year for six months at the Frankfurt Arsenal in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Frankfurt Arsenal was a is a government re- weapon research facility, and I was doing X-ray diffraction of bazooka shells. And fortunately, this this X-ray diffraction measurement takes time. So in the middle, while I'm waiting the half hour for the measurement to take place, I'm reading Al Hachuva, and again, I'm completely overwhelmed. You have you have a, you have a Rambam. He takes. He takes. A, he starts out typically with a steer or some type of a contradiction in the Rambam, and and develops something that's an edifice that's that's beyond beautiful. And so I read Alachuva, and the next year I read Alachuva again, the whole book, every before the Yamim Noraim. Next year again, I said, when is somebody going to write a sequel to this? And every year, nothing happens. Not there's. It, it, it ain't happening. Um, I come. I 1992. There's a fellow in Queens named Milton Nordlicht. Milton Nordlicht has a series of tapes from the Rub that he sells, and I bought his entire collection. Um, he had Yardside Shiurim. He had um, the, all the Tshuva Drushes. So I went to all the Tshuva Drushes and became very clear which Tshuva Drushes were written up in Al Tshuva, which ones were not. So nobody's coming out with a, with a sequel. I'm going to do it. So I wrote the first book I wrote. It was published in 1998. was called Before Hashem You Shall Be Purified by Joseph P. Soloveitchik on the Days of War. Um, subsequently, I wrote another book called Drashotara, which was uh, some of the more compelling drushes that I heard the Rav in, in, in general topics. And um, subsequently, I, I had the idea of coming out with a machzer. And so everything came so from So this there. whole push by organizations like the OU and Koran, etc., to, to get more of his material out must be a dream come true for you. That's that's absolutely true. It's my it's it's it, it's it's why I was I was created <laughs> in a sense. Were there regrets that there wasn't more publishing during the Rub's life, or it's just a natural way things go that there's just a lot more now that he's gone? Well, um, first of all, there's a family tradition of being you know because of their standards of excellence of not publishing, and um, and the, the Rub had published certain articles, and his father published in halachic articles. Most of them published in Hapao days, but this is in the 1930s. <coughs> and then the Rav began to publish a little bit, but it's mainly the 1930s, late 30s, about Zvoim and other Inyanim. And there was this enormous reluctance. What, what really what happened, the, 
I I spoke to the Vav about trying to urge him. This was in the later years to publish, and he and I said, well, let's at least publish the you know different manuscripts, the Yorzeit. Right. So, and he, he decided we could, he, to publish the Yorzeit Shul. And we, I would come and learn with him every Wednesday night to his apartment and work on the Yorzeit Shul. He gave me the manuscripts. I got them typed. I remember he told me one of the reasons he was so reluctant to publish, he didn't think anybody could read his handwriting, <laughs> which was not a It wasn't easy. Um, and so we got it typed. And then... Um, the, the, the sh- which was sh- and he, of course it had an, an emotion it was very important to him because it was the Yorkshire for sure. his father and his father was his really not only his primary but essentially his only teacher when he was very young Reb Chaim he, he grew up in a, a, a Lubavitcher town Chaslavitch but and that's why he has this he had this affinity for Chabad right. and for Tanya and so on great video but, of him with the Reb online separate right. separate story right, right. and then he um, but then Reb Chaim said, told Reb Moshe, well, he must have heard him in the Gemara. Reb Moshe he, being his father. His father. He must, he apparently knew the Tanya better than knew Bab Metziah. Right. So he, he said, for now on, you're going to learn with him. Right. And that was, the, so he was his Rebbe, as he said. He, he learned almost called Torah with him. And so, he, the, you know, this, this special link that he had with his father. So that's why he, he, he agreed to work on the Shum Abba Mari. I took all the other... Chidushe uh, Torah um, that were previously published, and we published it simultaneously in a small sefer called Kovach Chidushe Torah. After his the Rav was Nifta, so the family put together a foundation to publish all his works, and that's the um, Torah Sarav Foundation. So we have a whole slew of books that were published. The the ones who were the editors of that were Joel Wolowalski and David Schatz. And uh, and then the OU became one of our mission. Well, that's what really was the impetus to create the OU Press. Decided to publish Mpiha Shmua, different Chidushe Torah of the Rav. These are in Hebrew. Right. So the Shum Lezecha Bab Mori, which now encompasses Sanhedrin and Gittin and Kriyashman Tefillah. These are different volumes right. and all these different topics. And there'll be more coming. And this is an OU Press release. <coughs> Bracious right. Masorat Harav Chomish is an OU Press release. Again, available everywhere and highly recommended. Couple of things, especially because the clock is running like crazy here, because I am intrigued by this conversation. Um, I, I told Rabbi Ganak the last time I saw him that uh, I had a question I wanted to ask him based on what I read <coughs> in the Rub's Chumash. And the question was, it may sound silly, but bear with me. So th- we have a Pasuk that tells us that uh, you know it's time for Yitzhak to get married. He doesn't just take Eliezer's recommendation. He actually meets his uh, you know proposed uh, wife, Rivka, <coughs> takes her to Sarah's Ohel. We know about the miracles that occur, etc., etc., and the Rav points out in the commentary that's cited in the Chumash that now we, and I'm paraphrasing, Arnie can, can tell me if I'm making a mistake the way I say this, that it, therefore we see it is important to meet and get to know the person you're about to marry and not just rely on someone's recommendation to ask them to marry you. Is it possible that that is a statement beyond commentary by the Rav, especially in an era where there are people who, you know, do get married after meeting their uh, their betrothed for 10 minutes, and there are others, you know, who date for a long time. Is it possible that there's more behind that statement, or he's well, simply giving an analysis of the Pesach? Well, first of all, of course, it, it, it's based on halacha. Also, Kaddish Yisha Atshirena, the Gnosis Institution, one's not permitted to marry a woman until he actually sees her. Right. <coughs> but he, 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 in, in, he expands on it in a different context in Pasha Shlach, which will be 
coming. <laughs> That'll be coming down the road. But, um, um, <laughs> Pressure on Arnie. Right. She said the idea of why, why the Miraglim. Right. So he said because the relationship that Clay saw, this, this um, mystical relationship that Clay Saul has with the land of Israel, right. is almost like uh, a marriage. A, a marriage. And therefore, it required to, you know, to. Right. To see the land first. See with your eyes, right. And that was, so, you, you know, he expands on it not beyond just the relationship of husband and wife, right. but, you know, even on a communal, historical level. All right, Arnie, do you think there's anything more behind uh, that commentary, <laughs> or he's simply analyzing the puzzle? Writing, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. The, um, let's see. It says in you the, have it there, it was right? from 1975, right. RCA Convention <laughs> 1975. It's almost, uh, what, 40 years ago? That was right. I, don't, I think the, 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 the problem perhaps you're alluding to was a little, uh, was, you know. Well, was, uh, it probably existed then as well. Presumably, <laughs> presumably. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the nice thing about the Rav is that um, you can always take, take his words and expand it and, and in fact, and, and, and direct it to contemporary times. Well, I pointed out at the Shabbos table that I found it interesting. For that week, that you know, because obviously it's a contemporary issue. We always mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. you know when, when and how people meet their their uh, you know their bashert, so to speak. So I found it interesting. But that leads to a bigger question. You do cite in all the commentary, I guess, when applicable, maybe you'll say in every case it's applicable, where the Rub said this, in what context, an RCA convention, a shear in Boston, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you notice differences in the way he will expound on a comment? Depending on the crowd that he's addressing, he may have a more—I don't know—what we would call Balabatish crowd or a more, uh, you know, learned crowd. Do you see differences in the Rub's presentation depending on who he's speaking to? Definitely, there's no question about like, it. Like, uh, well, an for example? example, in Maimonides, his sheer was—he um, he, he spoke to. Um, I wrote in the introduction. The first thing I wrote in the introduction is uh, I have a set of notes from Maimonides. People, uh, some a woman, I think it says a very very nice handwriting. I believe it's a woman. It's anonymous. I have no idea who wrote right. this. I have hundreds of pages of notes from this person. Um, taking down word for word the the Rav's words at Maimonides. Like a transcript. As transcript. She did not know Hebrew. So whenever he said a Hebrew word, he, she, tra- she capitalized it and uh, put accent marks on it because she didn't recognize the word. She was so enamored of the Rav. She came week after week, did not know Hebrew. Did not, I don't think she knew a word of Hebrew. Certainly didn't know how to write Hebrew. So she took down, she didn't understand the word he was saying, but she, she wrote down the word precisely as he said it and just continued in English. Um, so the Rav at Maimonides He's clearly had an ability to um, relate to people who 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 were not who, who just had no background. It's it's absolutely amazing in that sense um, because here, for example, is the Gadol Hadar. Okay, the Gadol Hadar is speaking to people who don't know how to read Hebrew. Unbelievable. It's just you know uh, how, how often does that happen? How often did did that happen? That's that's part of his godless is that he related to all sorts of people, all sorts of uh, in all sorts of ways. Mariah had a completely different uh, clientele. Mariah had a large group of Yiddish speakers, m- many of them Holocaust survivors, who had a, pre- a certain appreciation for a certain type of sheer and a certain type of drush at the end of, of the sheer. Completely, really different. And so many of different. them probably had limited background. I don't uh, mean limited. Did in, in a large way, but you know it, they, had, they having, had a they had a unique background based right. on what they learned in, in, in Europe, right. and and um, he spoke specifically to them. It, and there was a book that came out um, in Yiddish. One book that came out in Torah Sarah was actually written in Yiddish called Drashos Unksavim. And Drashos Unksavim, it's absolutely amazing. The Rav gave a talk to Bundists. Back in the 40s, he talked wow. to socialist Bundists. He gave a talk to them. What, who, what other Gadolador would do such a thing? It's absolutely amazing. And he related directly to them. And the subsequent, there were articles in the 
um, secular Jewish press at how impressed they were by the Rav. Very important point Arnie's making, because sometimes when we talk about misunderstandings of the Rav, there are a lot of people who might be critical of things who did not realize or, or, or couldn't relate to the fact that someone like him would have the ability to address any type of crowd. They just wouldn't get that, right? And, they, and if you can't relate to it, then, I don't know, you might think it's not the, I don't know, the proper thing to do or the smart thing to do. You know what I'm trying to say? They didn't realize what he's able to do. Well, it, you know, well, I think what we, we could all agree in terms of his bona fides about smart. That, right. You know, he's off the charts. But, um, um, you know, the, the love believed, and this was really his life's mission, that uh, it, the Torah has a message for everybody. And the eternity of the Jewish people is linked to Torah, I mean to say specifically Tama Torah. And that he, that especially when he came to America, college educated, um, you know, populace, that, you know, he had to speak to them in their, in their jargon. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I mean, he always used to say that, you know, Chaim, his grandfather, who revolutionized Torah study, that, you know, in, in, in as an epistemology, the, the way he, the, the Chaim, you know, um, broke Torah in, in terms of the time the Biskaderich in categories and it was it, it was the intellectual gesture was so profound it's, it was enticing for everybody even you know people who had uh, very advanced degrees and but that's what he wanted to do and I think to a large degree that's what he succeeded in namely creating uh, a, an educated laity doctors lawyers businessmen um, of course, the Tamid Chacham also, who are also Tamid Chachamim. And, um, and the richness of his Torah in, first of all, the amazing thing about the Rav was that he had, um, things to, you know, to say about all Chalki HaTorah. Not only about, uh, Bab Metziah, but also in terms of Mesechthas. He wasn't limited to six Mesechthas. Right. He would go year after year, we'd decide which Mesechthas would be. And it was, he had Shum on all, on all of Shas. You couldn't believe when he gave Shir on which Masechta. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, 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 we published some of it in the, through the OU. My son, actually, Kenny Cyrus, worked on Anchala, Mitzvah Satuyas Ba'aretz, Kachim. And he didn't learn six blot in the Masechta, you know, this. He covered is, everything. He, he covered the certain Masechtas. He covered the entire, the entire Masechta. He went, uh, you know, so the, the, both the, the profundity and the depth, but also there was a certain breadth. Right. And the extraordinary exposition. You know, he always used to say, famously would say, that all he is is a Malamid. That's all, huh? And, but he was a, actually a Malamid par excellence. But he said, it's not so bad to be Malamid because falach the bedrocha. After all, that's what the Rebbeinu is, a Malamid. Right. That's the uh, Malamid so. so back to my question, that may be the best part of the answer, that uh, that people never realize that Torah has a message for everybody, and that is something that he lived by, that everybody has uh, something they can gain. From uh, the message of the Torah, right? He, I mean, he wanted he he didn't he wanted to reach right. every to, to the extent that he could right. every American Jew, right? But uh, you know, reach in the sense of bringing him close. You know, if, if he brought him close to the to the Havanas Torah, right. to understanding the Torah, the beauty, you know, as Chazal said, Machsim and Lamutav would bring them back back to the fold. Unbelievable. All right, um, as we wrap up, Arnie Lustiger, Rabbi Ganak, the Chumash is brand new. Parshas Vayetze, right? That's where we are this week. Parshas Vayetze. What would you recommend? Give me something remarkable from the Rav that we could tell our audience this morning that would really sum up uh, the Rav's unique approach, the Rav's ability to, uh, in fact, bring us closer to the one above 
through the study of the Torah? What would you say on well, that? Well, okay. In the, in, the, in the Parsha, it's, uh, Hashem reveals himself to Yaakov. It right. says, Elokei Avram Avicha, Elokei Yitzchak. And obviously, this is a phrase we have similar in Shmon Esrei. Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. Avram discovered God on his own, not through any revelation, when he was 40 years old. Uh, but Hashem didn't reveal himself until he was 70 years old. So he discovered God through nature. Um, he found God. So in that sense, because he found God, God, in a sense, belonged to him. Elokei Avraham means that... The God of. The God of. But there's a possessive. There's something there, right. Precisely. Similarly, Yitzchak and Yaakov found their own specific aspects of God that they discovered. Um, Avraham was Chesed, uh, Yitzchak was Gevura, um, Yaakov was Tiferes, or Emes. Each one had a specific claim on God, if you will. So therefore, they are Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. That's, uh, incidentally, that's why we don't say Elokei Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, right. because each one had their own individual approach. Right. Um, we don't say, interestingly, Elokei Moshe. Why don't we say Elokei Moshe? Because Moshe was the Eved Hashem. Moshe was God's servant. Um, Moshe did not discover God. God discovered Moshe. Moshe, God revealed himself to Moshe at the, at the burning bush. Moshe was not looking for him. Right. God was Eved Hashem. I'm sorry, Moshe was Eved Hashem, so therefore Moshe was God's acquisition. Therefore, we do not say that Elokei Moshe would be inaccurate. And that's so fantastic. That's, uh, Only the Rav, right? <laughs> I, I, I want to share a vote from the Rav, I think, that you have here in Chayi Um which I think reflects a little bit about the Rav. He, 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 we, we're familiar with Rashi says, Famous Rashi. Rashi says that when she was a, so it was a hundred, when she was a hundred, she was as as beautiful as 20 or, or, as, right, as 20 as, well, Rashi says she was as right. free of sin as when she right. was 20 because Bebezna Shemai they only punished after 20 and when she was 20 she was beautiful as, as when she was 7 right that's why right. it breaks up the right. years like that <coughs> that's why the, the redundancy of the word right. Shana 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 so the Rav said just in, interpreting this Chazal and this Rashi he said that the, the remarkable thing about about Sora and Ava Mavina was you know a, a person we always associate intellectual capacity with and maturity with with age. That's why the Torah calls um, right. and Yosef is called Ben Zekunim. The Targum says it means a wise son. Right. So because maturity of thought comes at older age, but the sense of enthusiasm and faith and wonder at the world, that's when you're young. The amazing thing about Sora is when she was 100, she still had that youthful quality, even as if she was very, very young. And when she was young, she had the profundity of understanding and wisdom as when she was young. All of these things existed in her simultaneously. The, the age, it, you know, in biological time, that's impossible. Right. But in what the Rav would call covenantal time, that was possible. And he cited the Gmumba in Bavakama. The Gmumba says that the coins that Avamavinu minted on one side was an old Zokinuskena on one side of the coin, an old person, an old woman, Avam and Sarah, and on the other sa- side, Yelid Vialda, two children, boy and a girl, because, you know, it's the other side of the coin. That's the extraordinary quality of greatness, to be both youthful and, you know, st- still see the wonder. And, you know, Tefillah t- t- requires that youthful enthusiasm and faith, t- trust. And Tamatova requires maturity of mind. Avam and Sarah had both, all the, you know, simultaneous at each stage of their life. Right. <coughs> you know, you know the famous iconic picture of Einstein when he sticks out his tongue. Right. Fan, you know, that, the amazing thing about Einstein, the wonder of the, of the world, 
you know, this extraordinary mind, but the, the youthful imp- right, the curiosity, the of curiosity. Youth, right. That's something the love I think represented. He always had, you know, a, a tremendous, obviously, wisdom and maturity of mind, and and uh, you know, this extraordinary genius. But it was wedded to the sense of wonderment and amuna and faith, and that's why when you learnt with the love, it, it is a hard, it's hard for people to. But you always had this sense. That as if the Shechina is is bending over, whispering in his ear. He himself articulated this once at a Yotzeit. She said that you know that when he was learning, he could hear he, almost like the Shechina saying, Shabir, You know what? What do you say about this kasha? And it was that that intimacy comes from that quality of the Zokin and the Skena, and that's what he wanted to communicate to his Talmidim. And that's what we hope to capture, of course, in small measure, because right. it's not the love. You don't have that experience. In small measure, you know, what the OU Press is doing in terms of capturing uh, that experience, and Arnie has done very well. I also want to mention Simon Posner, who's our executive editor at the OU, who did an extraordinary job of, of editing as well the manuscript. Uh, they were just really enhanced it dramatically. The keynotes, which won the National oh, Book Award, really a phenomenal also book, all a very important book. And on your point just now, the only way to achieve what you described the Rav as trying to and, and likely achieving is to be a real believer. You have to be a real man of faith in order to experience what he projected to everybody in that yard size year. You have to have tremendous faith. And right. I'm sure it's enhanced your child. I'm sure knowing the Rav through his... Through, through his, you know, starting with that first lecture down in Philly has enhanced your faith. Yeah, definitely. There's no question about it. Misorah Arav Chumish. Enhance your Shabbos. Enhance your week. Enhance every single day. You can learn with the Rav. Real quickly. Yes. There, we just set up a website so people, in anticipation of this program, um, so people can actually see excerpts from the Chumish. Great. What, uh, is, what is that? Orpublishing.com. O-H-R-Publishing.com. And then you can see pieces of the Chumash before you, uh, you can decide whether or not you want to pick it up. It's uh, it's everywhere, and it's well worth it. And I am enjoying it, and thank you for bringing it to us. And uh, Yashikach, it's an, an amazing legacy. A big Yashikach to OU Press. The Masorah Rav Chumash is out on Bracious. Go and enhance Safer Bracious with the commentary based on the teachings of Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik. Rabbi Ganak, thank you so much. Pleasure. Arnie Lustiger, thank, thank you. Yashikach to you as well. JM in the AM on a Thursday morning as we continue.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki from his live Nokia double CD with Bowie Vichelum. That is one incredible live selection, I must say. Thursday morning at J.M. in the A.M., great programming all day long. Charlie Harari with Book of Life coming up between 9 and 10. He's going to speak with the um, founder of Kids Kicking Cancer, uh, Charlie Harari, between 9 and 10. At 10 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach. Uh, a jam-packed show, literally ripped from the headline. She'll speak to Rabbi Jeremy Stern, executive director of ORA, the Organization for the Resolution of Agunot, plus Rabbi Yeshua Marchuk, director of the OU Alumni Connections with a brand-new app for college students. Uh, that's all coming up on um, That's Life. Album of the week is Zohar. It's going to be happening later this afternoon. Gorf's going to be doing the stunt show later on. Encore presentations of Homeward Bound with Egal Siegel from Israel. And an encore presentation of my conversation with Rabbi Jacob J. Schachter um, from earlier in the week is all coming up this afternoon. And during the live lunch today between 11 and 1, we will check in with technology today with Aaron Schachter at Adorama and Dr. Rudolph at Maimonides Medical Center. So a jam-packed schedule as usual. It looks like spin class, unfortunately, is going to be postponed. And the big post-election special will be done next week. Um, because of the craziness post-election, looks like it's going to have to be moved for a week. But we'll update you. Pay careful attention to our Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net, and we'll try to get you all the information up to the minute. Uri Westrich is in our studio. He's a celebrity. He's a star. Why is that? Because he is the video director for the Maccabees videos, including those uh, that have had 8.5 million hits and including the most recent one, which is called Dror Yikra, or Cups. Uri Westrich, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. Thank you for having me. So you're a celebrity, huh? <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I know, but I said it. Okay. Uh, you've got quite a, a resume, to say the least, and it all started with a Hanukkah selection. You remember that Hanukkah song? That sure. You, a you remember bit, that yeah. song? So they come over to you. How does the story go? They come over to you and say, we need a video for this, or you approach them. How does it work? Um, that was actually our second video. Yeah. We had done one a few months earlier. What was that called? It was called One Day. It was the cover of a Matis Yahoo song. One Day was done before the candlelight? Yes. Did that um, get any hits on YouTube? Yeah, actually... Um, Believe it or not, when they approached me to do Candlelight, I was worried that we wouldn't be able to follow up on the success of One Day because we had almost 100,000 hits wow. at that time, and that was a lot. It still sure. is a lot. Um, so when we did One Day, I was friends with a few of the guys in the group. Right. Um, I was uh, a fellow, a presidential fellow at YU that year. And um, Chaim Horowitz, who's the musical director, um, asked me to do a music video for them to help promote their, their first song, their first album. Had they know you were a musical, a, a video director? Um, I had uh, I had done some other videos at YU, for various things that I was you known. You dabbled. I was known uh, right. among my friends. I remember you running around the events with a video camera. That's I actually right. interviewed you right, once. Yeah. Well, that right. was more recently, but right. that was at the homecoming. Correct, I remember that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so they approached me. We did the video. We had a lot of fun with it. It got some attention locally within YU. People liked it. So for Candlelight, a few months later, for Hanukkah, um, they had the idea to do uh, you know a holiday video, and we just went with it. Did you do you write it as well as direct it? Meaning you're you're going through all the scenes and uh, proposing you know what should be done every second of the video? Um, yeah, it's a group effort. We work on it together. Um, Emmanuel Shalev was the one who had the right. idea to do Candlelight uh, and to do the video in that general idea. and then uh, Basically him. a takeoff on the original, right? Takeoff on the original. Well, it was um, the Mike Tompkins cover of right. the original. Ah, so right, right. It was a takeoff right. on a takeoff. Right. Um, <laughs> and then we worked on it together. I added in the, some of the story elements with the Greeks fighting the Maccabees. Right. And, and when did you know 
that you had hit gold? When did you know that this thing is, you know, has a life of its own, so to speak? Uh, it's really an impossible. Was it question. around this time, three weeks before Hanukkah, when it started to go nuts? Um, it was a little bit closer, even to closer Hanukkah to that we released. It was about a week before, I think. Um, I mean, we knew we liked it before we released it. We, <laughs> right. we, we hoped it would be big. But, but it took how many hours, 24, 48, to realize I, that this thing is going nuts? Um, it was very surreal. I, I re- I, we released it on YouTube on a Friday afternoon, right. and that Motzei Shabbos, um, we went online. It had maybe 10, 15,000 hits. It wasn't crazy amount of hits, right. but on Facebook, you can actually, if you put in the name of a video, you can see how many times it's been shared. Right. And already by the Saturday night, it had been shared something like 40 or 50,000 times, way more than the views. It hadn't caught up. And it didn't make sense. I thought it was a mistake or right. a typo something. <laughs> but that was like the first indication, like, wait a second, something's happening. Here. Unbelievable. And then, so obviously by the beginning, by the beginning of the next week, it's yeah, it was all within a few days. That's it. It was very quick. Yeah. Uri Westridge is here, director of all the Maccabees videos. You know, I've said this to Maccabees members. I don't think I've ever said it to you. Candlelight is not my favorite video. Okay, which one is? The uh, Russia Shana one. Oh, thank you. Uh, I like that one a lot also. That's an unbelievable video. Now, I don't know if it's because I like the song better or because I like the story. You have a lot of great stories intertwined into that video. Mm-hmm. You know, with a, a lot of nice Kiddush Hashem, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was a very different kind of video. Right. Um, I was, we were very happy with how it came out. Um, that scene that we were able to put together in the shul at the end. Right, that's um, nuts. We pulled it off. I was very nervous that people wouldn't show yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you asked for people, how many were you looking for? And then, it, what, 500 showed up? How many showed it up? It wasn't 500. It was, um, the shul wasn't actually full, but we made it look full. Uh. Um, but it still was a lot of people. I don't know the number. Um, we didn't, we, we were thinking about sending it to like Teaneck Shoals, Riverdale Shoals, right. and we were worried about too few, too many. So we actually only sent it out to Riverdale Shoals because we filmed it at the RJC in right. Riverdale. And uh, it was about a week before that we sent out the email. And people just showed up. We said, wear Shabbos clothes, the Antif clothes. Right. And people did, and they came. And um, uh, there was actually some nepotism in that video because <laughs> I had a lot of my relatives in, in that scene. My father, my grandfather, a lot of my cousins were in it. But. The advantages of knowing the director, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, Uri Westridge, why are you here? You're here because there's big news out there. Uh, yet another Maccabees video has gone viral, maybe not to the extent of Candlelight because you know that some of those uh, uh, YouTube postings have like you know 8 million hits. You know mm-hmm. that, right? Which is yeah, insane. I've, I've seen. Uh, but I'm looking at a Maccabees uh, Draw Ye Krav video that already has close to a quarter of a million hits. And this is just up, what, for two weeks? Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, it wasn't, it was for a holiday, but the holiday is Shabbos, right. which happens very often. So we were hoping that that might help us every week. It's <laughs> every relevant. Friday, yeah. you're getting big hits. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of jumped on to the Cups bandwagon. I'm right. f- familiar. It's something that a lot which of Which, from what I hear, some teenagers are happy you did, and other right. teenagers are not happy you did. Well, you can't please everybody. <laughs> but it wasn't actually my idea. I think, uh, the group came to me with the idea already, and then we, you know, figured out how to visually do it the best way. Um, it was just a, a small, fun, simple video that right. uh, caught on. People seem to like it. Right. People like the song. People like the video. And I'm sure people are imitating the video as often as possible. Yeah, I mean, we didn't make up the, the cups thing. Right. We just, But we, I guess, combined it with the Dory Kra aspect and the Shabbos aspect and right. people like that. I would assume some of the guys came in without any ability to, to utilize those I cups. I was so. very, very impressed with their ability. I personally can't do that. Right. I tried a little bit. I can't do it. And they had to do it and sing and perform at the same time. Uh, it wasn't in one take. We did a few takes, but they were all able to pull it off. And one well. of the Maccabees, I don't remember who it was, revealed a secret to me last week. Okay. 
that um, because of your brilliance as a video director, um, they did not have to be as talented as you think they need to be to pull this off. And I watched the video much cl- more closely <laughs> with that in mind, and I see what they mean. Um, you were very generous. Yeah, well, there's various <laughs> ways of doing that. Like I said, we did a number of takes, and there's also you, you don't see their hands right. in every shot. Correct. That was the key. I yeah. <laughs> um, are you a full-time video director? Um, yes, I am. Um, it's, when people ask me what I do, I sometimes give different... Uh, names and descriptions yeah. based on my mood or whatever. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've been so biz. I know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you mean. I usually say um, <laughs> my current thing is a freelance film production, right. a freelance film producer. Um, I do all kinds of things. I do some corporate videos. I'm like more commercials for companies. I do a lot for YU. Like I, we in, right. I interviewed you for that uh, homecoming right. video. Um, some more like private things. Like I've done stuff for like bar mitzvahs and things like that. But more. Um, for companies, corporations, right. things like that. What is it that you have? What is it that there is an X factor there? There's something that I, you know, not, not to put down the other video directors, and there are a lot of great ones in our community, but I don't know. There's something that just obviously appeals to you know hundreds of thousands of people who you know have a curiosity to check out what you've done. I, what is it? You have any idea? Um, I, I really don't know. I don't know if I even have anything that special. I think I got very lucky to be teamed up to know the Maccabees and to, we were at YU at the same time. And with like YouTube is pretty new. It was even more new three years ago. I know, but when someone releases a music video and the comment is, oh, was this a bad video? They needed Uri Westrich. <laughs> they, you know, they, they, I may not be able to put my finger on it, but there's something. That people are know that you have yeah. some type of magic touch. I don't know. I, I just try to have fun with the videos. I like. I, I mentioned that I, I just, it was something that I had been doing from before. I've been doing right. it since high school, just as a hobby, right. and it's something I've, I've always been thinking about and trying and experimenting. And we just try to have fun. I think one thing that I tell people is that with these videos, our goal is not to get the views. And when we're when I and we are thinking of ideas and putting them together, our go- we're not thinking what can we do that is going to get the most hits. We're doing what can we do that will make us excited about it, that will make us proud of it, and hopefully the hits will follow, but not necessarily, and that's not the most important thing. And you us. know the great pride that the uh, Jewish community worldwide has uh, been the beneficiary of because of your videos. I mean, you, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of comments from people who, especially with Candlelight, who you know, were completely lost to Judaism and felt uh, a little bit of a surge because they saw it. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely by far the most special part yeah. of it, of the whole experience for us, getting that kind of feedback from people really, literally from all around the world. Yeah. Really crazy. All right, and that, that may be, by the way, another factor of why I like the Rosh Hashanah video so much because it includes a lot of scenes from the campus. Right. And it, and it brings me back to some, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're very <laughs> we're very proud of our YU connection and that we all went to YU. Right. And uh, at any opportunity we have, we're happy to, you know, put them in a good light. All right, the Maccabees. They call it, you could search for it on YouTube. You can call it Cups or Drawer You Cry. You will find it, believe you me. And, of course, you'll find a million of their other videos. In fact, we'll try to uh, play Candlelight toward the end of this conversation just because the holiday of Hanukkah is on the way. But first, it's the brand-new Uri Westrich-directed Cups video from the Maccabees at JM in the AM. All right, just a moment. We're experiencing a technical difficulty. I apologize. And I'm not quite sure what's going on. I believe, look at this, I believe my computer is completely frozen. You want me to sing it? You want to sing it? Would that be better? (laughs) The computer is completely... What do I do now? I have no access to Facebook. I have no access to email. What am I going to do? I I can leave. There's nothing left. (laughs) 
We were joking about this the other day in this building. How if you lo- you know now everything is by computer as you know, and if you go ahead and uh, I can lend you my iPod maybe to play this. No, I'm going to try to find it on this, but that's unbelievable. A computer crash, almost impossible to deal with. Uh, let's see, do we have it here? You know what? With your permission, we'll do candlelight first, and we'll try to fix the situation. Let's do it. Uri Westrich is here. Candlelight is the uh, unbelievable video that has been seen by millions and millions. Just check out the YouTube statistics. You'll find it hard to believe. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, from the Maccabees and JM in the AM. I'll tell a tale, 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 yeah. Of Maccabees in Israel, hell, 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 yeah. When the Greeks tried to assail, sell, 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 yeah. But it was all to no avail, fail, 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 yeah, yeah. The war went on and on and on until the mighty Greeks were gone, yeah. I put my lockers in the air sometimes, saying it.
J.M. and the A.M., Uri Westrich is in our studio. Do you sometimes think back of how many hours you spent on that video to create the four minutes or whatever it is uh, in total? Um, yeah, it was a labor of love. How really? many days or weeks or months? I was actually in medical school at the time, <laughs> so I would work on that at night and think about it all day during class. I can imagine. But it took about three weeks. And uh, many hours a day during those three weeks, I guess. Or at night, because you college students yeah. or medical school students are known to spend a lot of time at night, uh, times I wouldn't be familiar with yes, <laughs> working yes. on projects. Uh, we will do our uh, we will do our um, Randy Wartelski uh, Jew in the City giveaway. Be patient, folks. We'll get to it in the next minute or two. I do want to play the video though uh, that we were focusing on this morning, and that's Cups Draw Ye Cra, uh, done by the Maccabees. Before we say thank you and goodbye to Uri Westrich, he has a big announcement, and and that is a that Hanukkah five seven seven four will not begin without a brand-new Maccabees video. Yes, that's true. Um, is I, the first place it's being discussed? It publicly? is, actually, I think, yeah. yeah. Tell we're, me about it. We're very excited about it. Um, there isn't that much I can say. I mm. can't really say which song it is. But believe it or not, I, I can barely believe it. This is our fourth Hanukkah video. Tell me <laughs> tell me the list, please. <laughs> well, Candlelight was right. the first. Uh, we did Miracle the next right. year, the Matisiago cover. Right. Then last year we did an original song called Shine. Right. And this is the, the fourth video. Time flies. Yeah, it really does. Um, but it's something a little bit different than everything, anything we've ever done. I, I hope, I try to make every video different, but this is a, a little bit of the next step up, I think, I hope, um, in terms of production value and in terms of uh, some of the excitement and the energy in it. So uh, we're excited, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks it'll be coming out. Let's debut it on JM in the AM, I beg you. Uh, there it is, folks. Uri Westrich, director of the uh, videos for the Maccabees. He's available to you as a video director. How do people reach you or find you on the web? Um, if you go to any of the Maccabee videos, my name and contact information is there. Excellent. Thank you for visiting us this morning. Thank you for having me. Congratulations on the brand new Maccabees Cups video. It's called Draw Ye Cra. We've got it at J.M. and the A.M. We roll ye crawl the vein in bad. We in Sahem came over bad. Nim shim ham below you spot. She ruined who we own Shabbat. Jam in the AM. I think Uri Westrich knew that this video made it when they're uh, supposedly 
was some uh, talk about controversy about uh, using cups on Shabbos for musical purposes. So I guess everybody should consult with a local rabbi before imitating the video on Shabbos, but I think that's how the Maccabees knew that this video was making an impression when that discussion began. Uh, JM and the AM, we got one more thing to do, and that is the trivia question for the tickets to the Jew in the City event. Uh, if you were listening to Randy yesterday, you know that after weeks of discussion and deliberation, Jew in the City reinvented itself with a brand new tagline. What is the new tagline for Jew in the City? That is the question. What is the brand new tagline for Jew in the City? 201-209-9368. First correct answer gets two tickets to the All-Star event presented by Jew in the City later in November. 201-209-9368. Call now. Good luck from all of us here at JM in the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Congratulations to listener Judy. She picked up the tickets for the Jew in the City event. She knew the answer. Orthodox Unexpected is the answer. The Jew in the City brand new tagline. Uh, Charlie Harari's next with the founder of Kids Kicking Cancer. Miriam Wallach with a great show with amazing guests coming up between 10 and 11. I'll speak to you during the live lunch. Aaron Schechter of Adorama and uh, Dr. Rudolph will join us for technology today. Don't forget the Deer Shoe event on Saturday night will be on our stream at jmandtheam.org. We'll include the music of Isaac Honig, the debut of the Achenu selection from um, Adir Shu. It's a sold-out event, but we'll have the entire thing right after Havdalah live from Deer Shu on the stream this coming Saturday night at jmandtheam.org. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline, weekly update. Make sure to join us. Till then, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.